Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. New Denver Broncos general manager George Payton. His philosophy is being revealed with each of the moves that the Broncos have made so far this offseason, leading to a veteran player being released on Thursday. Welcome back into a brand new episode of Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stance to the End Zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. You can follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And ladies and gentlemen, very excited to be joined by you guys here on this beautiful Friday all across Broncos country. Hope you guys enjoyed our interview that we had yesterday with Broncos offensive tackle Calvin Anderson. I've got some really great news for you as well because Monday's episode, Lockdown Broncos, we're going to have Broncos defensive and Shelby Harris. He's going to be on the show as well to talk about free agency, recapping on his journey in Denver, what inspired him to come back last year, and obviously family is super important to Shelby, so we talk about that on Monday's episode, Locked on Broncos. But with that said, today is free agency Friday, and the Broncos, they made a move on Thursday that signified a little bit of an insight into George Payton's philosophy, maybe where he's thinking and what direction the Broncos are going to head this offseason. And yesterday, the Broncos, they released veteran defensive tackle Jarrell Casey after just one season. Casey only played in three games with Denver last year before suffering a season-ending injury against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was just unfortunate for the Broncos because they were really hoping to have that beef on that defensive line with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the outside, Jarrell Casey and Shelby Harris, Mike Purcell on the interior at the defensive end, D-tackle positions. And all of a sudden, you know, you have the injury. He plays through the entire game with the torn bicep. And then his season is over. So really, the Broncos, they traded a seventh-round draft pick to the Tennessee Titans in free agency last year for Casey. They got a tremendous value steal in him. Unfortunately for Denver, they've had to make some moves this offseason that will free up some cap space because they have some big-time decisions altogether they have to make regarding Von Miller, obviously Justin Simmons, some of the restricted free agents, uh, and even going into the NFL free agency period, and even the draft class. They're going to have to save around $9 million for this year's upcoming draft class as well. So for the Broncos, they had to make an executive decision to part ways with some of these older players, which really begs the question, is Von Miller the next move for George Payton here for the Broncos? After Denver previously released A.J. Bouye, who is a veteran cornerback in the NFL, These two moves have opened up the Broncos to at least an additional $24 million in cap space, and right now it's projected to be around $42.543 million altogether. And Benjamin Albright, good friend of the show, had said that that type of money right there, the type of salary cap available, allows the Broncos to work on a deal with Von Miller, with Justin Simmons, and Shelby Harris. And one of the scenarios we had talked about this offseason leading up until uh, some of our projections was that if the Broncos decided to release Jarrell Casey more than likely it signifies that they're probably going to make an effort to retain Shelby Harris on a long-term contract. More than likely a three-year deal is probably going to be something that is going to be talked about. We have still yet to see what uh, Peyton is going to do in regard to Shelby Harris, but something obviously we'll talk about with Shelby on Monday's episode of the show here. And also with Draymond Jones emerging as one of those prolific playmakers in Vic Fangio's defense, despite you know missing a couple of weeks due to injury, still finishing with the volume of sacks that he had in 2020 was very impressive. The Broncos believe they have a steal in Draymond 
Draymond Jones, and they have a young guy in McTelvin Najim who they believe is developing as well. So today's focus of the show, we're actually going to take a look at the Broncos' in-house free agents on the defensive line. We're going to take a look at some of the options out there on the free agency market. We're going to weigh the pros and cons of whether or not the Broncos should invest in that or in the NFL draft. So obviously some Broncos news here today as they release veteran defensive lineman Jarrell Casey. And now I want to flip the script just a little bit to some quarterback talk here because there are a lot of Broncos fans that want the Broncos to go after, to pursue Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. I feel like there's if there's any quarterback on the market, Broncos fans say, hey, we got to go get him. Uh, but, you know, outside of that, there's some clarity on the situation that's going on with the Seattle Seahawks and Russell Wilson. As we all know, Russell Wilson during the offseason had pinpointed after winning the Walter Payton man of the year that he wants to have a little bit more organizational input. He wants to be part of the solution making process for the team and he offered some ideas during the season as to how the Seattle Seahawks could put themselves in positions to win games, how they can improve the offensive line and he was dismissed. His ideas were dismissed by the front office and a report had leaked out from the Athletic that he had decided to storm out of that meeting. Now despite the fact that there's some turmoil right now in Seattle, ESPN's Adam Schefter had reported that through Russell Wilson's agent Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade with the Seattle Seahawks at all, despite the fact that various teams, according to Ian Rappaport, half of the league had called about Russell Wilson. But outside of that, the Seahawks are not really giving any information as to whether or not they're willing to trade or to part ways with Russell Wilson. And when you look at Russell Wilson's contract, he has a no trade clause inside of that. So ultimately, if it gets to that point where the Seahawks and Russell Wilson ever have to split, Russell Wilson has a say in where he wants to go. And one of the teams that he mentioned is one of the Broncos AFC West division rivals, the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, in my opinion, I'm not quite sure why he would want to go there because they struggled defensively as well. I think they have a really good offensive line, a strong run game with Josh Jacobs, and they have the weapons at wide receiver. I can see that being appealing for Russell Wilson. However, they don't have a defense, in my opinion, that could really sustain him. It's kind of similar to what they sustained with the Seahawks in the 2020 NFL season. So Russell Wilson has indicated to the Seahawks organization that the New Orleans Saints, the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Las Vegas Raiders would be teams that he'd be open to, that he would want to be traded to if, in fact, the Seahawks were going to trade him. But from the understanding right now across the NFL, according to multiple reports, is that the Seahawks do not want to trade Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson does not want to be traded. He just wants to find a way to bridge the gap so the Seahawks can win football games, win in the playoffs, despite a very embarrassing appearance in the wild card where they lost to the Los Angeles Rams and they couldn't get anything going. At one point in the season of 2020, the Seattle Seahawks were one of the number one ranked offenses in the NFL and they were putting up historic numbers. However, the defense was struggling and then they were just a little too inconsistent down the stretch there. But Russell Wilson is a prolific quarterback and if he ever does become available, you could expect that the Broncos will pick up the phone. They will call and inquire, and they may have already done so, but at this point, uh, they're not going to trade him right now. And same thing for Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans are not looking to trade him. They refuse to take any calls. They're not acknowledging him in any kind of trade conversations at all. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to get into our conversation surrounding the Broncos' in-house free agents on the defensive line that they need to take care of, or maybe they can allow to go elsewhere. And then we're going to take a look at the open free agency market, who will be available this year. We're going to analyze the pros and cons should the Broncos pursue or whatnot or look in the NFL draft. But before we do that, folks, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, our good friends with their betonline.ag. 
And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. College football still going on at the FCS schools. There's NBA season and college basketball, NHL. And BetOnline even covers awards and TV shows and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it's the best way to place your bets. And it's free to sign up by going to the website BetOnline.ag or you can use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKDOWN. That's one word, LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Continuing on now with our conversation on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos Free Agency Friday, folks, where we take a look at the Broncos' position of need. We, we focus on the defensive line here today, and obviously the Broncos have a couple of in-house free agent options. I feel like they have to take care of a defensive line, defensive end, and how it may fall. But before we do that, folks, I want to tell you guys about some of the other shows that we have here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. If you're a Colorado sports fan, and if you're listening to Lockdown Broncos, you also need to add Lockdown Rockies to your rotation, Lockdown Nuggets, and Lockdown Avalanche. Those seasons are in full full swing right now. The MLB season's set to start here very soon, but the NBA and the NHL are going, and Locked On Nuggets and Locked On Avalanche have you covered with daily news about the Denver Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche with what's going on with their season. So if you listen to Locked On Broncos every day, you need to add those guys to your rotation as well. They're phenomenal hosts. They have a lot of insights to what's going on here with the local landscape of Colorado sports. But with that said, let's get into our conversation right now here. Free Agency Friday, folks. Take a look at the Broncos' in-house options there. There's one player in particular that stands out to me that I really believe the Broncos have to focus on either making a qualifying offer to come back or if he goes elsewhere, he's going to ball out. And we're talking about Demarcus Walker, who was drafted by the Broncos and John Elway initially during the Vance Joseph regime. However, Vance Joseph and Joe Woods, they poorly utilized him. They made him convert positions from defensive line to outside linebacker. So he was forced to lose weight. He struggled at outside linebacker because he was never, he hadn't played that position in quite some time, obviously playing at the collegiate level at Florida State. Now, what happened was when Vic Fangio came in, they moved him back to defensive end, defensive line, and they had him put on a little bit more weight, a little bit more muscle that he had lost altogether by having to lose weight uh, to be able to play outside. He moved back inside, and he found himself in a very prominent role for the Broncos in 2019, a rotational role where he stepped up. And obviously, injuries kind of impacted him along the way. That's how we were able to find out about other players that the Broncos have. That's where we were able to see a lot more of Draymond Jones. We were able to see the contributions from these players in 2019. And in 2020, Demarcus Walker also took advantage of opportunities. Once again, he played in 13 games. Now, still dealt with an injury here or there. But in 384 total snaps played for the Broncos last season, he had 18 total tackles. He had five sacks. And he had six quarterback hits and a forced fumble. And for that value right there, being paid $1.26 million in 2020, here's the deal, folks. He is going to be a steal for any NFL team that picks him up that is in need of defensive end help. Whether it's a 3-4 scheme, whether it's a 4-3 scheme, Demarcus Walker has a fit here in the National Football League. And because of his age of being 27, I think the Broncos would be invested in saying, hey, look, here's an offer we're going to throw at you. Will you come back to Denver? I imagine that's going to be the case. I imagine they're going to reach out to his agent and talk to him. Uh, but if not, if he decides to test the free agency market in the waters, or if the Broncos don't show interest in bringing him back, more than likely you can expect Demarcus Walker. You can hear his name a lot in 2021, whatever you know, with whatever team he plays for. And I think when you look at where the Broncos are right now with the release of Jarrell Casey, I think the Broncos realized last year you can never have enough depth at defensive line. I mean, entering the season, they had so much depth. And you're like, okay, you know, this is going to be a very good situation for the Broncos. You know, some of the key guys went down and that's where Demarcus Walker and Draymond Jones emerged. I mean, each guy battled some injuries, but they came back and they contributed in a big way. 
And, and to think about DeMarcus is he can play in a four-eye inside shade of the tackle. He can play against the guard. He can play against the center in a one-tech or a two-eye against the guard. I mean, he can do all these things. He's not just limited to being a five-technique, a three-technique, or a one-technique. He can do defensive tackle. He can do defensive end. I mean, he's that type of player for the Broncos. They really like guys that are multifaceted in that way. And he, he caused a lot of disruption. He was a very disciplined player, too, and he got some run down towards the end of the season, obviously, as the Broncos dealt with injuries to Mike Purcell and obviously Shelby Harris with the COVID list and the knee injury towards the end of the season. That you know, that's something I'd like to see the Broncos reward as some of their guys that, you know, they didn't really necessarily take care of at the beginning. And I think that the way that the Broncos handled Demarcus Walker at the beginning part of his career, I mean, it was just I felt like it was negligent in a sense. And that's on the coaching staff. That was on the coaching staff led by Vance Joseph at the time. They wanted to move him there, and it just wasn't the right fit. And we saw Vic Fangio really show Broncos fans and really show the rest of the world what Demarcus Walker can do. And Coach Kalar understands that value. He sees it, and he was excited to work with Demarcus Walker. Now, we got to take a look at the Broncos' other option here in free agency, and that is Shelby Harris, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent. Obviously, his market may heat up this year, obviously, with some of the teams that do need defensive line help as well. But I think the Broncos, they want to make it an emphasis to re-sign Shelby Harris. George Payton saw firsthand what Shelby Harris can do in 2019 when the Broncos traveled to Minnesota to take on the Vikings, and he had a sack on Kirk Cousins. He was able to cause that penetration and pressure in the backfield. And not too many people are talking about really what Shelby Harris did. I mean, not only did he lead the NFL in passes deflected at the line of scrimmage from a defensive line position. I mean, like I said, he's got the hands of a DB, best hands in the league. Uh, but outside of that, he also contributed in the department of sacks, getting pressure on quarterbacks. But mainly, he made the Broncos defense at the beginning of the season when Mike Purcell was healthy. I mean, they were one of the top defenses against the run. They were able to get pressure. And a lot of that was caused by Shelby Harris, despite the fact that he was often fighting double teams from center, guard, guard, tackle he was still finding a way to cause penetration and we saw that big game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even though the Broncos lost Shelby Harris created a significant impact on the field that gave the Broncos a chance in that second half to kind of claw back in it and I think for Shelby where he's at right now obviously with his family family's an important priority but I think he's found a place that he can call home in Denver and the Broncos fans love him I know you guys love him he's been very valuable part of me wonders if the Raiders would have won that week 17 regular season finale this past season if Shelby was here because it was the same situation as last year in 2019 where they're going to go for it the Raiders going to go for it for two to be able to try to win the game I think Shelby Harris would have probably deflected the pass once again he probably would have batted it down there but you know outside of that we can look back at the hypotheticals I think that Demarcus Walker Shelby Harris have a place here on the Broncos roster and especially with the emergence of Draymond Jones who I imagine is probably going to get the start this year for the Broncos on the defensive side of the ball He's going to start a defensive end. If Shelby's back, he and Shelby will start, but they need some rotational depth there as well. And they could also look at the free agency market for some other players that may be available altogether at the defensive end or defensive tackle positions, especially with Mike Purcell coming off of a Liz Frank injury. The expectation is that he's going to be fine and he's going to be ready for 2021, but you still have to have that depth. And that's where McTelvin Najim comes in for the Broncos as well. So you have to factor that alongside Deshaun Williams, Denver's going to have to make some decisions here. And I think that with George Payton, what we've seen so far is that they're going younger. They're going to bring in guys. They're going to keep guys 
that they feel like they can build with. And so we're going to get into the conversation about some of these potential free agent options outside of Denver internally. So we're going to look in the external factors as to who may be available, who could be a good fit in Denver in 2021 in NFL free agency. But before we get to that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the other sponsor of today's episode, Locked On Broncos. Hey, that is our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And they're the one place I go to when I need something for my vehicle, whether something's wrong with my vehicle and I need a brand new part, or if I just want to add some renovation, like new carpet, new rug, new steering wheel cover, even air fresheners, folks. I mean, you can never have enough air fresheners all together. I go with rockauto.com because chain stores have different price tiers for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com, their prices are always the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. And rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. So you can go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And the rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle based on year, make, model, and you can choose the brands, specifications, and even the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just a reminder, Broncos country, as we jump into the fourth quarter of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, you guys can get this podcast every single day on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and our good friends over there at Spotify. You can even find us on Radio.com. Make sure you guys are subscribed so you never miss an episode every single day, five days a week, all year long. You get Broncos coverage here exclusively on the Lockdown Podcast Network. With that said, continuing our discussion here on Free Agency Friday, looking ahead to next week, obviously Monday's episode, we have Shelby Harris joining the podcast. Very excited to share that with you guys as well. Yesterday's episode, like I had mentioned earlier, we had Calvin Anderson, Broncos offensive tackle. So after this episode, if you missed yesterday's interview with Calvin Anderson, go and listen to that one. Tell us what you think. Very excited about the Broncos potential prospect there at right tackle for the future. I think he's got a legitimate chance to be a starter here for Denver in the next couple of seasons, maybe even in 2021. Uh, but continuing our discussion here, take a look at the defensive side of the ball, the free agency market at defensive end. Look, there is a lot of players that could really change the landscape of the market here. And I think a lot of it we have to focus on former Houston Texans defensive end, J.J. Watt, who has received interest from various teams around the NFL. I think and Ian Rappaport also said, I believe every team, most teams around the NFL have inquired about what it would cost to get J.J., which I think is great due diligence on behalf of organizations. Denver could have been one of those teams that has reached out to Watts Camp and said, hey, what would it take to get J.J. to come to Denver? But obviously, when you look at the overall value of his contract, what he was set to make overall in 2021 with the Texans was around $17.5 million. No team is going to pay that, and I don't. I mean, not Denver, at least. Some team is going to pay him something along those lines because he's received several offers in the fourteen million to about sixteen million range. So, what does that mean for guys like Shelby Harris and their market? When you look at other guys, J.J. Watt, he's thirty-two years of age. I don't believe that he's going to be in play for the Broncos. I think he's going to end up in Green Bay or Cleveland, one of those two teams. Obviously, with Green Bay, the hometown ties to Wisconsin, with Cleveland, a chance to play against his brothers two times per year, and I mean, being able to play opposite of Miles Garrett. I 
I think that is, uh, you know, it's intriguing for a guy like Watt at this point of his career. So obviously we're going to wait to see how that falls. But there is a younger option. Look, if the Broncos lose out on Shelby Harris, maybe they make an effort to contact Leonard Williams, who played for the New York Giants. What he was able to do, 12 sacks in 2020, played in all 16 games. And his contract is very high, too. In 2020, he was paid $16.1 million. Uh, I don't know if Denver is going to be in the market to pay anybody uh, outside of maybe Justin Simmons in the 14.7 to $15 million per year range. I don't think anybody uh, else is going to get that. I don't think Denver is going to be in the price range of Leonard Williams. Jadavian Clowney obviously spent some time with the Tennessee Titans. He only played half of the season, dealt with a knee injury as well. Uh, He's going to be an option out there, but he's 28 years old. Justin Houston, 32 years old. Not sure um, if if that's going to be an option for Denver. Obviously, it would be interesting to see him come and play in the AFC West once again after formerly playing over there in Kansas City, but obviously spent last season with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe is also another name too. I mean, the, the Minnesota Vikings under... George Payton is the assistant general manager. They had traded for Yannick, and then they traded him to Baltimore. He had eight sacks in 2020. I don't know if he'd be in the market as well for Denver, but then again, there's other guys like Ryan Kerrigan, but he's 33 years old. So part of me really believes that the Broncos, they're going to focus on their in-house guys because they have a young guy in, in, in Demarcus Walker at 27 years old. They have Shelby Harris, who's also uh, at a relatively young age to be able to contribute to get an extension to finish his career in Denver. I think they'd have the value there, especially with Vic Fangio's defensive philosophy their idea is to build the defense. Now it's not going to hurt if you go and you know free agency, maybe sign one of these other guys, or in the NFL draft, you you draft a guy that you feel like can have some developmental prospect to him because McTelvin regime's working his way up, and obviously the revolving door on the National Football League is something that's hardly discussed because you have these contract options that happen, you have these extensions. Well, then when those extensions run their course, you still need to build, you still need to have defensive guys behind, and especially in the event of an injury, you need to have guys that are able to step up and play, and if you're focused on developing a guy, you may have to accelerate their development a little bit, which is why we saw a lot of McTelvin regime down the stretch here for the Broncos, so I think Dever on the defensive line, they're in a really good shape, they're getting guys back from injury, I think if they can lock up Shelby Harrison, if they re-sign Demarcus Walker, I think Dever's going to be in really good hands with the young talent that they have there with Draymond Jones, Deshaun Williams, McTelvin Najim, Mike Purcell, I think Dever's going to be in a fun position to watch on that defensive line, I think they can have a top defense there, and if they can bolster that secondary He's going to be even better for them altogether if they're expected to have around $42, $43 million in cap space, which, I mean, that could you know increase as well with depending on what the NFL salary cap. We all know is going to be set at a minimum of $180 million. If this TV network deals, if they start to get a little bit more traction, they become official and signed. That can increase it up to potentially $193 million altogether. So that would give teams like Denver a little bit more wiggle room to maneuver some money around to be able to fluctuate deals that are very team-friendly in the first couple of years. Outside of that, I just can't see Denver pursuing anybody. Maybe a Solomon Thomas, who spent time with the San Francisco 49ers. However, he only played in two games in 2020. Injuries hit them in a big way. I, I just don't know. I mean, a lot of these options that are available, uh, you know, they're older options. And, I mean, there's also a possibility, but maybe Dever even takes a look at an option that they used to have in veteran Derek Wolf. Now, Derek Wolf wants a lot more money, and I think he stepped up for the Baltimore Ravens last year in a big way in Wink Martindale's defensive scheme. However, I think for Derek at this point, being 31 years of age for the season, I'm not sure he's going to get a massive deal that he wants, even though he's been on a Super Bowl winning team. His numbers have solidified that he's created opportunities for pass rushers to get to the quarterback. He did the same thing in Baltimore. He does a lot of the nitty-gritty work that we saw Shelby Harris do this past year, so maybe Denver makes contact and at least inquires there. And 
outside of that, there's not many names that are remaining on the free agency list that I imagine Dever could take a look at. I mean, there's only one more name that I could throw out there, and that's Mario Edwards, who spent time in Chicago, played 15 games for them last season, had four sacks on the year. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent. He's 27 years of age as well. So I think for Denver, it's really going to be about the priority. How much of a need do they view the defensive line depth? I mean, right now, obviously, after the release of Jarrell Casey, but if you lose out on Shelby and you lose out on DeMarcus as well, then you're going to be in a pickle. You're going to have to go out there and maybe make a bid for one of these higher-named, higher-priced free agent defensive ends. And I imagine maybe Denver might take that gamble. But then again, if you got one of these young guys, you try to convince them to take a certain deal, you can maybe structure the contract to be very team-friendly in the first couple of seasons, and then you can obviously have some signing bonuses as well that make the significant cap hit a lot less for the Broncos in general. But the defensive line position is an area of intrigue for me here on Free Agency Friday. And Broncos country, I'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts as to what the Broncos should do at the defensive line position, DN, D-tackle, in free agency, whether it's in-house options or whether it's an out-of-market guy? Who would you be interested in the Broncos pursuing? Let me know on Twitter, at Cody Rourke. NFL. But with that said, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude today's episode. Lockdown Broncos here on your favorite podcast provider. Just a reminder, you get the show every single day on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our good friends over there, radio.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Broncos and check out our sponsors in the show notes below. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It was a phenomenal week here. Shelby Harris, Broncos defensive end, is going to join me on Monday's episode of the show. So enjoy your week and you have something to look forward to on Monday morning for your morning commute to work. But with that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of Lockdown Broncos, Broncos country. We will see you on Monday for a brand new episode of the show.